welcome to the Rectified Podcast, your go-to destination for everything marketing. I'm Sandy Dedea, your host and the founder of Rectified Inc. My mission is to help your six-figure e-commerce brand get discovered and scale to seven to eight figures. Join me and my guests as we answer all your marketing questions and deep dive into digital marketing, content marketing, social media, and Pinterest marketing. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss any of my latest episodes. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Rectified Podcast. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about social media marketing with our guest, Kara. I met Kara on Instagram, and since then, we always have the longest conversations about social media, and we just can't stop. So today is going to be extra challenging to fit everything we want to talk about in 30 minutes. Hi, Kara, and welcome to the podcast. Hi, Sandy. Thanks for having me. And that is so true. We can we can go on for hours. So we'll try not to chat too long today. Exactly. Uh, so, Kara, tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do and what brought you to the social media world. Yeah. Um, so I'm a former dance studio owner turned content creator turned social media marketer strategist. I don't even know the, the like title for myself at this point. But basically during the pandemic, at the start of the pandemic, I started a dog mom lifestyle blog and really dove deep into the blogging world, the social media world. I started creating content for that. And I was just so fascinated. I mean, I've always been fascinated by social media just in general. And I think it was one of my favorite parts of running the studio, obviously besides the kids, of course, and teaching, right? But that whole like marketing aspect and social media aspect of thing was always really interesting to me. So because of all of the time that I had, I did a social media marketing certificate and I was like, oh, this stuff's really cool. And I would just like keep learning and keep doing all the classes. And yeah, that's just really how I kind of got into social media marketing to begin with. And then in creating content and creating the lifestyle blog, I, I started to grow community on Instagram, right? And I got a lot of questions and a lot of business owners would come and ask me certain things too. And I think it just kind of happened organically where I said, hey, like there's an idea here. There's a business here. Like people are curious and people want to know more and I want to help them. So that's where Simply Bloom Social was born. And now what do you do in your company? So I do mostly consulting and strategy. So a lot of one-on-one -on -one, you know, sessions with business owners who are looking for advice, who are looking for uh, you know, account audits. And I do have some social media management clients, but I think my heart is really in the consulting and strategy, like big picture of things. That's really what I love to do. Yeah, yeah I completely understand because I'm the same. I just love the strategy part more than the implementation, which, which is also fun, but still I prefer to like decide on the big picture before even starting to implement. It's a lot of work. The implementation is is a lot of work. It's very tedious and you really, really got to love the business, the industry and know a lot about that particular business, I find. Exactly. So Kara, both you and I are on multiple platforms on social media. We're both business owners, which is completely different from being a full-time content creator in terms of our ability to create content. And when I say ability, I mean mostly the time constraint. We don't have enough time because we need to manage the business and it's not our primary occupation to be a content creator. However, 
we need to create content for our business because that's how it goes nowadays. Having said that, we will start talking about Instagram and TikTok, and then we will transition a little bit into how to do it in a more efficient way. So let's start with TikTok and Instagram. You're on both platforms. How do you distinguish between the two and which type of content do you post? Like, how do you decide what to post on each of these platforms? I feel like they both have their culture, so to speak. I feel like reels can't be posted on TikTok, but TikToks can be posted on reels, which I, it was funny. I was talking to one of my friends about this the other day too, where it's just, how did that happen? Who decided that? <laughs> you know, like what, what was the thought process behind that? But I just feel like content on TikTok is a lot more off the cuff. It's, it's almost what Instagram stories would be. You're in the moment, you're, you're sharing your opinion. And those are really the kinds of TikTok videos that I like to create where I'm just kind of starting a conversation. And it's kind of like this, like I would just kind of turn on my phone and start talking and, and start sharing my opinion about something. Those are really my favorite types of TikTok videos to create. And I also feel like those kinds of TikTok videos are really easy to kind of bring over to Instagram because you would be doing the same thing in, in stories, right? So then I would kind of post it in a, in a reel. So that's how I see the two kind of working together. I do find that a lot of the trends uh, really start on TikTok. So if you're looking to kind of create trends and that kind of thing, I would you know, go to TikTok first because they always end up coming over you know, a few weeks later on, on Instagram. Although Instagram does have some of its own trends, but I definitely do think that they start on uh, on TikTok for sure. I totally agree. Everything starts on TikTok. Exactly, exactly. And I, I really do think that it's something that business owners need to start exploring if they haven't explored it yet, because I definitely think that in terms of like discoverability and just the searchability on TikTok and the way that the algorithm is kind of really targeted and really um, tailored to the user is unmatched, I think, at this point. Exactly. Nowadays, it's becoming the platform. So everybody's focusing more on TikTok. There are still some bad connotations from being on TikTok due to what happened previously with all the dancing and stuff. But that's still there for people who are looking for entertainment. But there's still a whole other world for people who are looking to be educated or to learn about things which is what you and I are mostly doing and offering on the platform. Yeah, absolutely. I feel on TikTok, it's still impersonal. I feel like that community aspect and really connecting and finding your, your people, I feel like that's a lot more present, at least for me in my case, I feel like it's a lot more present on Instagram. Like I've made actual friends, yeah. <laughs> right? Like us. Yeah, yeah. And, and I haven't, that hasn't happened yet on TikTok for me. Do people DM on TikTok as much as they send DMs on Instagram, for example? So I've noticed that the layout actually on TikTok has changed where they're starting to encourage people to kind of explore the DMs and send more DMs. I've noticed that. Not really a fan of that because I, when I think TikTok, I don't think DMs. So I personally don't really use them. I really only receive videos in my DMs by either people who are posting or like my friends who are sending me things like watch this kind of thing. I really don't message all that much on TikTok. For me, TikTok is almost like a passive way of consuming content, if that makes sense. Like I scroll through and enjoy whatever's there, but I'm very passive, I find, on, on TikTok. Yeah, it's more like mindlessly scrolling. Yeah. Like not so mindlessly because we're still learning some stuff. Right, it's like fun, it's fun. Yeah, it all depends on what you have on your For You page. 
which accounts you follow and all of that. So it may be mindless and it may be mindful. Yeah, it, it might be a nice mix of all of your interests, really. Exactly. <laughs> so let's talk TikTok and Instagram. How do you see what's happening? We kind of feel like Instagram is trying to play catch up with TikTok. All this transformation, video first. Nowadays, they announced larger images and all of that. What's your opinion about all of this? How do you feel about it? So many opinions. Uh, such, a, such a big question. So much to unpack. So it's funny because I took like a week off of Instagram and I came back and I feel like, like everything changed. It was incredible. I feel that Instagram needs to focus on what Instagram makes Instagram great. <laughs> you know, like I love that it has different features. I love that it is kind of like a one-stop shop for content. I do love that. But now we're seeing kind of those things being not taken away, but really changing a lot. And I don't know how that's going to affect what we've come to know Instagram as being, right? So they're kind of moving towards this immersive feed. And I've noticed that it, it looks exactly like TikTok. Like, let's be honest. It, looks it does. Exactly like it does. Yeah. Like, we have that, that, new, uh, that new immersive for, the, I guess, the test. I don't have it yet, but I saw people posting about it, like how they can see images, mostly because the videos, we already have them, like they're larger and they're they're already there. But images, no, I still have like small pictures and squares and even like the smaller ones, like landscape kind of right. size. Okay. Yeah. Right. So, me too. Me too. And I'm, I'm really curious to see how having that longer form actual like graphic content or picture with your like com like your comments on top and the engagement on top as well, how that's all gonna play out and if people are going to be more inclined to read a caption or not or comment or not. So I'm really curious to see how that's gonna affect engagement and yeah, just I think content creation in general. But on the flip side as well, having that Instagram story kind of format would also be good for content repurposing. Yeah, so yeah. you can kind of create that piece of content once and repurpose it across different platforms because that's the same format for TikTok and for Pinterest. That is kind of a, a good outcome of a change like that, I would say. Yes. However, I think given that the focus is on video first, it's becoming more challenging, especially for small business owners who do things themselves. They're not able to keep up with all the changes. So for example, let's say you have done a photo shoot for your products, like two months ago or even two weeks ago because this is so recent uh, and you took pictures in a certain way to fit in your Instagram feed and now it's like you cannot use these unless you do some major editing and it's just like gonna cost them more and more there are certain challenges especially for small business owners it's not very easy to, to create video content all the time it is a challenge but for me personally I'm not focusing on that. I'm just like doing what I have to do. Um, do you see that like with the people you work with, with your friends, I don't know, whoever you're surrounded by? I think at the end of the day, if your business is solid and you know exactly like what your offers are, you know who your client base is, you have something that you own, like a website, an email list, a text list. If you have all of that, all of these other changes on social media, are not going to affect you all of that much because, well, your business is solid and you know what you're doing and you have you have a long-term strategy. So I think that it's it's important for us to kind of roll with the punches, 
evolve and adapt because ultimately we don't have a choice. Like we are, these are tools for us to market our business. We have no choice but to kind of roll with it and adapt and and find ways to continue to market our business in a way that makes sense for us and that's sustainable for us long-term. But we shouldn't be panicking and and changing our entire business strategy when one little thing changes on Instagram, you know? Yeah, it's definitely not a business strategy change. It's more like you need to adapt your content to the new things that are happening on every single platform. Sometimes I think about it like when Instagram started, we only had square pictures and people used to post like the weirdest things because we didn't know what to post me included. (laughs) It was silly things. And then we used to post what we eat and like a menu and things that we now post on stories because we adapted to that change when stories were introduced. We started posting these things that go away on stories and keep the feed for more important stuff or like a different type of content. The same thing is happening now. I don't think It is like a big thing. It's just like people are finding it hard to keep up with because there are so many new things and not just one thing like when Instagram stories was introduced or lives or IGTV, which doesn't exist now. It's just not one thing at a time, but it's like a million thing. Every week there's something new. That's why people are frustrated. I think this is my opinion. I don't know. I'm frustrated. Listen, like <laughs> it's it's overwhelming. It's overwhelming because you feel like as soon as you've just learned and 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 you're all caught up on the newest updates, there's another one, you know? So it's it's true that it can be it can be very frustrating. It can be very daunting to to keep up with. But I think at the same time if you know what your audience likes to interact with the most, then I think that that could be a really good indication of what you should be focusing on. Like, I don't think that just because there's a new trend or a new update or a new feature or whatever, that you absolutely like have to change your whole entire, you know, content strategy right away. I think, yes, absolutely. You should experiment with whatever is new and popping up for sure. But I think you should also focus and keep the focus on what your audience already likes to engage with because you have all of that data, you have all that information already. So, you know, keep going with what's currently working. And if things are changing, well, explore them, but don't explore them all at once. Like explore them slowly and, and see how it goes. I feel like social media just in general is like this never ending experiment, really, right? We're always trying new things. We're always testing and, and experimenting. So yeah, nobody knows what it is. Even when you study these things like in school or whatever, you learn about the strategies, like the big kind of stuff, but you don't learn about how to post a story or how to create a reel. These are things that you need to know by experimenting and like playing around with the app. Pushing all the buttons. Pushing all the buttons, exactly. I think the point from all this is to, if you're a business owner, to just like work around what's happening and work smarter, not harder, which takes me to the other part of our conversation. And that's how to navigate all of this and how to do like the repurposing, which we always hear about and we encourage and appreciate. Like, how do you navigate this and what's your advice to our listeners? Yeah, so I definitely think that focusing on like evergreen content or content that is timeless and not bound to, let's say, a specific date, 
I think is, is always best to create a lot of because that's the kind of content that you can repurpose and post on, on any platform, right? Um, and we want to think of the different platforms where people can discover you, they can, you know, become part of your community and you can nurture your community. So it's more like Instagram. And then I think like discoverability would be more things like TikTok and Pinterest, right? Where people are kind of searching and, and looking for nothing really specific, but because you're posting there and you have a presence there, they might just find you if that's what they're looking for, right? And then they can, you can kind of funnel them into to Instagram where you continue to like nurture your community there. So that's why I think it's kind of important to have that, that presence among different platforms. So creating content that is evergreen that you can kind of post everywhere, that, that would be my advice really to focus on that first. And, and you can throw in trends every once in a while too, but I don't think that, that I would make that my main like focus really. So do you think we should take the content from one platform and then just dump it everywhere else? Or do you think it's better to like adapt it at least to accommodate every platform's needs or formats or everything that you need to do there? Yeah, what I like to do is let's say I'm, I'm like, obviously I'm gonna start with video. So I'll film with my phone, with my, my camera on my phone, but I won't film in a particular app in like re in Instagram or TikTok or anything. And that piece of video content, I will edit the way that I need to edit. And then where I'm going to be posting it, that's where I'll use the features of that app. So let's say I'm posting it to Reels. Well, I'll use, you know, the text from Reels. I'll use the music from Reels. I'll use whatever on Reels. And I'll do the same for TikTok and for, for Pinterest. I don't always like to take like something from TikTok and just kind of dump it on Instagram. And then especially then you'll have your watermark too. So you're going to have to remove the watermark, obviously, because you don't want to be posting TikTok content directly onto Instagram with that watermark, right? So yeah, that's that's kind of how I, yeah. how I would yeah. do it. For Pinterest, for example, idea pins are made in a way that are more like stories. So it's different slides and not just one slide, like one whole video at a time. Do you cut your videos to fit in that platform or do you just leave it as one shot just like everywhere else? I, I vary. Like some of them are just one. So I'm exploring, you know, let's see, I'll, I'll try just one slide and then I'll try maybe three slides where maybe the first one is a is a video to kind of tell you what the idea pin is going to be about. And then it's the actual like piece of video content that I was mentioning before. And then maybe that last slide is going to be more of like a call to action to follow me on different, you know, different accounts. So again, just kind of experimenting and, and trying different things. I feel like that's like my main, my main like life mantra with when it comes to social media, just like try everything. Exactly. <laughs> so I feel like between Instagram and TikTok, if it's evergreen, we can always do this. But for Pinterest, we still need to do like slight changes just to try out the different things that you already talked about because it is different slides and not just like a one piece of video just like on all the other platforms yeah i mean pinterest idea pins does have its own feed too where we can kind of scroll through things like having just one slide i don't think is necessarily like detrimental like i don't think it's gonna harm your account or anything like that because people are still scrolling so there is that option right but um, by giving people more more slides and more content, I don't think can ever be a bad thing, right? If you're providing values, I think that's that's always a good thing. Yeah, exactly. So the morale of this story is that do video content and try to make them evergreen so that you can repurpose them and 
have more time to actually work on your business and create new stuff. That's the gist of it, basically. Yeah, that's the gist. And then, you know, you you save your stories on Instagram for more off the cuff things. You save maybe some additional TikTok content for more off the cuff. And yeah, that's that's really what I would say. Yeah, totally. So Kara, I don't know if you heard the latest episode. I'm doing a new thing where I ask three questions at the end of each episode. And I'm going to start with that now. The first question is, how would your friends describe what you do for a living? <laughs> that's a good one. You know, probably like scrolling on, on Instagram, <laughs> like probably like scrolling through social media, probably. Um, it's not what I do, by the way. Um, or that, or maybe even just like, it's funny the way that like my parents will describe what I do is just like helping people online. So like, I will, I will show up, I'll show up on camera and like, I'll start talking and, and, and teaching something. Right. So it's like, yeah, she teaches people online. She, she talks to people. She does a great job talking. It's like, okay, I guess. Sure. Okay. (laughs) That's not bad. You're, you're a speaker, let's say. Yeah. I mean, they're on the right track, right? Yeah. (laughs) So the second one is what is one thing that your program or your work did for your client that you didn't expect? Like it was a good thing that happened that you didn't expect. I think it would just be like showing what's possible or showing their potential. You know what I mean? Like not to say that I didn't expect that because obviously the goal is to, you know, get people to grow to their full potential. Right. But I think it's actually showing them what is possible through social media that they maybe didn't realize at the beginning where they're thinking like, oh, this is just, you know, you know, people are kind of looking at pictures and whatever. But really, you can actually make sales from social media. You can actually get clients from social media. I think that people are confused when they see business owners and they confuse them with influencers because at the beginning, Instagram was like the space where it was all about influencers and they still have that idea in the back of their mind. So when you come and you say to someone, this is your business and you need to be salesy or not necessarily salesy, but like whatever you post might generate income for you there's still like some people not everybody obviously but they're still a little bit confused about this concept because in their mind you just post pretty pictures and that's it and you have followers and it is what it is so I totally understand what you said and getting the results that they're not expecting because they have all of these things in their minds yeah which is the ultimate our ultimate goal right that's what we want them to see exactly So the third question and the last one, is there a book that changed your life or like got you an aha moment that you would recommend to our audience? It's always my go-to book. (laughs) I don't want to swear on your podcast, but it's The Subtle Art of Not Giving a F. F. (laughs) And uh, honestly, the second that that I read that, I was just like, there's so many things here that you know, I was just, I, I was just generally a people pleaser and not really knowing when to say no, how to say no, and not really establishing boundaries and putting myself first. And I think that that book and also therapy, let's be honest, um, has really helped me in, in establishing like good client boundaries and, and good like just boundaries, period, in general. Right. I think that that's something that's super important uh, to establish with anyone, uh, especially when you run your own business. Right. So yeah, I think uh, I would highly 
recommend that book to anyone. It was a good one. So I'm going to link to that book if anyone is interested to read it. I'm going to link it in the description of the podcast. I'm also going to put all the links that can take you to Kara's social accounts, website, everything that she, wherever she's present, basically. And this brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you, Kara, for being on my podcast. And to all the listeners, I'll be back next week with a new episode. That's about it for today. If you wish to get more insight about how to scale your e-commerce business to seven, eight figures, you may check my website on rectified.co forward slash posts or connect with me on social media. I will link to all my accounts in the description of this podcast. And don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss any of my episodes.